Me 27M with my wife 29F4 years, I'm getting really fed up being the bottom of the list in my wife's life. We have been together for 7 years and married for 4. She works 30 hours a week as a resident and volunteers for about 20 hours a week with various health charities. I bring in 95% of the income and have the vast bulk of the wealth I made it before we were married and we have a pretty robust prenup. I spend my 5 hours a week work time at home maintaining code and developing new ideas, then should be free to look after our in reality my dogs and enjoy myself. There are no kids, and never will be as I'm infertile, following cancer as a 16 year old. This has always been known and although my wife would like kids has accepted that it's not going to happen. Right now I'm just hacked off that I am the bottom of the list for everything in our life. Whilst nominally I can do what I want during her office hours as long as I'm up to date with my own work, I invariably have a list of family errands to do, cakes to make for her work or charities, dinners to cool for the social engagements we have, things to arrange for her family mine are 2000 miles away so are a phone call a week and the odd week's visit, stuff she want me to do for church and basically run around after her. She seems to be trying to fill every hour of my day with stuff for her. Whilst that would be okay if it were ever valued or appreciated right now I feel like her personal assistant. I've tried to bring in help getting her a PA and housekeeper but it always ends in her firing them because they don't do things right. We are on our third cleaner this year already and it's driving me up the wall. Obviously the first piece of advice is talk which I have sat down and explained the situation in terms of how I feel but that was met with a wall of tears, then a week of being nice, then a swift reversion to old type including firing the housekeeper for trivial reasons. I suggested couples therapy, but this has been vetoed though I might go alone. And after one period of essentially being communicated to by lists of things to do on the fridge I took off, dogs and all, to see my parents only to beg to come back after the first week because she was lonely. When I got back after two she shunned me for three days then cried a lot then it was back to the same old stuff. I'm really at my wits end. I'm no longer happy in my relationship and although I'm totally fulfilled in everything else I do, work is great, the dogs are amazing, I have a great circle of friends I see, and I have everything I want we are not happy together and underneath it all I think she is trying to drive me away. Perhaps she really wants kids but doesn't want to take the step of ending it with me so is trying to drive me away. I tried to ask about this but was met with a wall of tears which is standard behavior if she wants not to talk. Edit, covering the things that keep coming up. We cannot adopt or use IVF due to a number of reasons. Firstly I'm not considered an appropriate parent because I have a limited life expectancy. My prognosis is negative and at some point Izzy will be a widow. I hope and pray to God that this is in our twilight years but I'm already 11 years over my expected lifespan so if I get to 50 I will be happy to have cheated death out of 34 years. Secondly and for me the most important factor, I do not want to put a child of mine through losing a parent. I'm not a house husband, I work sat at my desk for maybe 5 hours a week, the rest of the time I do my own thing, but this contributes to me having great ideas which allow me to work 5 hours at a desk. Izzy's residency is as an artist. She is the artist in residence at a children's hospital where she produces work of her own and does art therapy with the patients and the parents. Edit 2. Amongst the comments someone suggested I was lazing and getting fat and this was the root cause as my wife was trying to get me to do stuff. Well I'm 6'2", 130 pounds, 
eat a pescatarian diet of no more than 1,800 calories per day, walk 5 miles a day and do at least an hour's worth of cardio every morning. If it wasn't for the cancers I'd be a picture of health. Redditor's reactions update after. Redditor 1, it seems like you are only seeing two options do everything or make sure it gets done, or leave. Third option. Ignore the to-do list on the fridge. Don't go anywhere. Just stop. Warn her that as of Sunday or whenever you will not be doing any of this stuff, nor will you be hiring someone to do it for her. Then don't do it. After you see how she reacts to this, you'll know what's up in the marriage. Stay strong, don't do anything, see what happens. Redditor follow up, this sounds about right except I would say don't stop 100% of the tasks. Do what you feel is fair as a husband and 50% of the partnership. Leave the other 50% to her. Let her know she needs to pick up some responsibilities as you both need to pull your half of the weight in the relationship. Redditor 2, your marriage sounds like a complete mess, and it has nothing to do with to-do lists. You guys don't communicate, you don't set appropriate boundaries or set them and then immediately drop it when she gets upset, and you keep writing this all off as her wanting kids and therefore unfixable and oh well even though there's literally nothing to suggest that issue is linked to her firing housekeepers or wanting you to bake things. You know that saying that there's always three sides to every disagreement, mine, yours, and the truth? My guess is that her version of the story would be something like this, I work 50 hours a week, while my husband works maybe 5 hours a week. He thinks that because he makes lots of money during those 5 hours that he doesn't need to do anything else to contribute and can just hang out with friends and go hiking while I'm working a full-time job more than him every week. I don't expect him to have a hot meal sitting on the table when I come home every night or anything. Just things like helping out when my family needs something or taking care of the things we have to do for our church and sometimes making a cake for my volunteer job. But the only way I can get him to do anything is by making really detailed to-do lists because otherwise I come home and all he's done all day is play with the dogs and now I have to deal with those random errands and home things after work when he could have done it during work hours and still had plenty of time to himself. The truth, of course, is probably somewhere in the middle. But it seems like you approach your relationship such that you being able to only work 5 hours a week and still earn money means that you should have all of the rest of working hours to do what you feel like. And I can see how that would feel really unfair to her and like you should be picking up more of the home errand stuff as a result. Especially because the kind of stuff you've described her wanting you to do helping out her family or baking cakes for her work doesn't really seem all that unreasonable. Because that stuff has to get done one time or another. And if you spend all of the time she's in work relaxing and doing what you want, then she has to do it after work and you guys can't spend that time relaxing and doing what you want together. Anyway, all of that's kind of beside the point, because you sound totally checked out of your marriage and if she's not willing to do couples counseling then I doubt this is a relationship you can fix. If I were you, I would make the couples counseling an ultimatum. Because at this point you're sort of planning on leaving her anyway so this is over unless we do counseling is a true statement you're ready to follow through on. Redditor follow up, yes, I'm surprised this isn't closer to the top. I suspect that she's really resentful of his free time, so she's filling it up so that he has as much to do as she does. Same with the firing of staff. She thinks he should be doing their job. Redditor 3, you mentioned your prenup in your third sentence. I think you've already made your decision. Op answer, 
I am working through it so no I haven't made a decision but it is certainly a possibility if things don't get better. Update me 27M with my wife 29F4 years. I'm getting really fed up being the bottom of the list in my wife's life. We finally had the conversation on Monday afternoon. It started with, as predicted, a wall of tears when I brought up our relationship but following the advice I just kept going. I think I sat at the kitchen table for almost 5 hours in total until she finally gave in and sat down to talk without crying. There was a whole lot of resentment built up towards me which was why she couldn't face me and tried to keep me busy so I did not have time or energy to focus on the relationship. She brought up a lot of things that I did wrong, the fact that I only work 5 hours a week and that's not fair, that I make her feel inadequate by doing everything so well while being ill as well, that I only eat real food and don't drink which is not fair on her, that I have a better relationship with her mom than she does. The fact that I am really skinny and she has to battle with her weight, that I have a loving family and she doesn't, and that I am not good at s time which really hurt as she is my one and only and I thought I was doing okay. None of that hurt as much as what she said right towards the end of a heated exchange when she blurted out that I should be dead by now. After I had had a break and calmed down, I came back into the kitchen to face a diatribe where the long and short of it is she does want children badly. She doesn't want to be married to me because I'm stopping her having them and I'm sick which she is tired of, and only went ahead with getting married knowing we couldn't because she thought I would have died by now. She then confessed not sure that is the right word more like blurted out angrily that throughout our dating and engagement she had wanted to end it because she didn't want to marry a dying man but could not face telling everyone because they would have thought she was callous. She said felt she was pressured into marrying me because I was sick. She had thought that I would not survive and when I died she could find someone else who could have kids. I was really upset so I left to go to the den and stayed there for the rest of the night. I didn't sleep much but thought we could work it through and we could find a way for her to have kids even if I wasn't around. I'd even found some agencies that would consider IVF for us given my family would definitely be there for the long haul even if I wasn't. In the morning I made breakfast and waited. She surfaced at about 9 and so I sat her down at the kitchen table and I calmly told what I was thinking about asked her what she wanted to do. Again I got a wall of tears but waited them out, then I got a really angry response which made no sense. She said she might not be able to have children anyway, so we should stay together until I die, and that it was my fault she wouldn't be able to have kids. I knew there was a possibility that conceiving could be difficult for her as she'd had a really bad gynecological infection a few months after my last chemo round. We argued about this for ages, that she couldn't know until she tried, that her position did not make sense, she argues against IVF as an option saying it was too difficult for her, that as she really wanted kids naturally then it would be best to split and or find someone who could give her that. Over the space of an hour, it became clear that the infection was not something simple as I had thought. I could not understand how an infection could make you infertile and kept asking what it was. She was really evasive until I made her tell that the infection was chlamydia. Although she didn't say it out loud just cried when I asked was the result of an affair. When I realized what she had finally not said through the tears I left, didn't say any more just collected the dogs from the yard, piled into my landy and went to my brother's. I spent most of the day in bed crying until my brother got me on Skype with my big sis and mum who were great and really practical. Then I went over to my sis's place to exercise the dogs with her and that made me feel a little better. So since yesterday I've had 100 plus ignored calls and texts from her, and she's tried to call my brothers, parents and sisters. 
Mare mom has called 10 plus times. My brother has texted her and her mom to leave me alone and that I'll be in touch when I figure it out. She showed up at his house while I was at my sister's but he sent her away. For me it's the end. I don't want to be with someone who has had an affair, who doesn't like me, who resents what they have given up because of me, who lies, who tells me I'm the one and only partner she's ever had, who is emotionally weak who the duck gets married because they don't want to seem callous. I've wasted the past four years on her, duck. Plan for the rest of today is to pick up my big sis who is flying in from DC with her wife and go with them to see a lawyer they know, pick over how to get out of this mess quickly. She's not a divorce lawyer herself but her firm drew up the prenup so it will be good to have her around. Then she, my brother and sister, and various spouses and friends, are going over to the house to collect my things and clear my den office. I'll give my soon-to-be ex about 1-4 hours notice we are coming over but I won't go in and I can stay in van if she's there. I'm gonna be moving into mum and dad's old house with my sister for a while, there's loads of space and the dogs will love it. For info I'm pretty sure I'm clean of STIs because we didn't have S time during that time and I have my bloods done every month but have booked in for extra tests on Thursday an infection could have kaled me but perhaps this was her plans all the way along. Edit it's stupid o'clock in the morning and I can't sleep anymore so I came here. Just to answer a few of the common and not so common but relevant theme in the PMs and comments. Infidelity as my lawyer pointed out I cannot be sure that she had an affair. I made the presumption based on her tears and refusal to answer. She has d need saying that she did in an email to my brother. Chlamydia it is possible that she had the infection from prior to our relationship although she had told me that I was the only one she had ever had s time with so there's a lie in there somewhere. This could explain that the infection did so much damage i.e. she had it for 4-5 years. Infection in our s time life we did not have unprotected s time before she was diagnosed. The advice we had was to use a barrier method to ensure that she was not exposed to chemical toxins in my body. I got really ill a few months after we got married so it dried up and she had had treatment by the time we went on our honeymoon about a year later. Our rest time life after that was really very good or at least I thought so up until about 5 months ago when a lot of things about us went off the rails. Money turns out it really doesn't matter much. The house is on a lease because I couldn't get a mortgage as I'm such a bad risk health wise. It's in my name so we'll issue a termination and let it lapse. She can take it up anyways. Currently, most of my income is taken with medical bills so even if she tries to get alimony then there is nothing to share. As for pre-existing monies that pretty much safe with almost no option to challenge. I've changed my will already to exclude her and yes she did get everything but I don't think that was a motivation. Is she a monster? I don't think so. Right now I hate the thought of her, but I can see how she got into the situation where she married me thinking that it wouldn't last forever and how she could have felt trapped into the wedding. I don't think she married me with the thought of getting rich. I just think she didn't actually think it through properly. She did turn out to be a asset though. Do it still love her? Of course I do. She was my rock during some really dark periods in my life. I wanted to die in her arms. We had so much fun together I watched a video earlier of us playing air hockey me in a big coat with bare legs as I only had a hospital gown on underneath her looking amazing lovely we were so happy. Notwithstanding all of that I do think we would not have made it in the long term even if I had been healthy all along. 
My mom thought I only stayed with her because it was the easy thing to do and I'd had enough acid in my life though until last night she had never told me that. Will I let her tell her side of the story she can say what she wants to whomever she wants except me. I'm done and only need good things in my life. Redditor's reactions. Redditor 1, having read your original post and what she said I'm wondering if there wasn't a motive towards your money as well. If you were bringing in 95% of the income and there was a healthy prenup, what did your will look like? Sole inheritance to your widow? Hell, even if you gave it all away her elective share would probably be fairly healthy on a whole. You said in your original post you've been battling for 11 years? I mean, s it, you'd already managed to beat your original prognosis by at least 5 years by the time you married her. Why did she think you were going to just be dead within 4 years of being married? If not sooner? Honestly the whole thing feels disgustingly advantageous. I am sorry that you have to go through all this but you sound like you have an awesome support system who is there for you 100%. Cut her loose and move through it to move on. Redditor 2. Fuck. I almost commented on the last post how manipulative she seemed with her constant wall of tears and refusal to discuss anything but decided against it as the other commenters had it more than covered. But this, this is just, inhuman. I'm so, so sorry for you but so, so happy for you that you've rid yourself of at least one cancer from your life entirely. Because that's exactly what the duck she is. I hope she lives a miserable, wretched life. Grab a hold of those pups and give them lots of love, hang around your family for a while as planned and try to keep your head up. You are so much better off. Redditor 3, does her cheating violate the prenup? Redditor 4, just so you know, Blood work of any kind wouldn't show chlamydia, you have to provide a urine sample or get a urethral swab test, but that's only for symptomatic cases. And it's not included in routine urinalysis, either. Docs don't usually order STI testing on cancer patients, so just make sure to ask specifically about getting tested. And you should probably get checked for everything else out there, who knows what you've been exposed to. Redditor 5, okay. I totally don't condone the cheating and the lying. You want to leave her over that, I am 100% totally fine and dandy with that. But I keep coming back to these two statements. This edit from your original post. I'm not considered an appropriate parent because I have a limited life expectancy. My prognosis is negative and at some point Izzy will be a widow. I hope and pray to God that this is in our twilight years. But I'm already 11 years over my expected lifespan so if I get to 50 I will be happy to have cheated death out of 34 years. And this one up above. Who the duck gets married because they don't want to seem callous. From this post yesterday most commenters agreed that the family members who said don't marry the dying girl were callous and horrible. So it's damned if she didn't marry you because she was the evil girl who broke the dying cancer patient's heart and now she's damned because she did and made some extraordinarily bad choices those were all hers. So I guess my question to you is how the proposal and marriage came about? Because not everyone has the moral fortitude to get married to someone who is essentially terminally ill. I'm thinking she knew that about herself, but was there this whole star-crossed lovers vibe about you getting together where it was going to be incredibly tragic that you never had time to get married? Because, yeah, I can see that if your wife loved you and I'm guessing she did and probably still does there might be a whole lot of pressure from family and friends to marry you. I'm not saying she shouldn't have sucked it up and said no, I don't think I can do this she totally should have. 
but was she in a position where your social circle would have hated her completely if she hadn't gone through with it? I also quickly sifted through your comments and saw no mention of your S time life, so I am curious. My mom died of colon cancer a few years ago, and one of the things that really hurt her was that because of her chemo, S time was out of the question for her and my father, even when she stabilized and felt better. Because the chemicals used in her chemo made her mucous membranes potentially dangerous to my father even with seendoms, her medical team pretty much ruled out any sort of S-time completely. So does your treatment impact your S-time life to the point that your now ex-wife felt like she needed to have an affair? Because if she contracted chlamydia, she probably went without seendoms. Which doesn't appear to have impacted you. So if your S-time life was constrained because of your health issues and she felt pressured into a marriage that people were suggesting would be over shortly? I can see how your wife got where she is today. Not that I condone her choices in the slightest, but I can potentially see the steps. You seem to have a really positive attitude about your cancer, which is great. But so many people don't know how to deal with cancer patients. They don't want to hurt cancer patients by being insensitive but they can frequently do and say really stupid acid as a result. If you've had cancer for 11 years, you know this by now. This is just, you know, the stupidest acid possible your wife could have done, on about a million levels. I guess what this ramble is trying to get to is that I think it's fair if you don't want to forgive or forget. But when you've settled down, I think you owe her a less emotional listen. She has probably felt like her issues were always secondary to yours. I know I didn't tell my parents how my health was degrading, my marriage was stressed to a near-breaking point, and my once successful business tanked because of the time I took to help out during her cancer. You feel selfish as s it's saying, I really need to do X, Y, and Z when you're watching someone you love stick to a prescribed routine that was effort upon them, all while they have to look down the barrel of their own mortality. Worrying about your own priorities makes you feel small and petty but it doesn't change the fact you still have your own priorities. It can lead to a lot of resentment, which is where your ex-wife is now. I wish you those many extra years of health. Stay active, keep doing what you're doing. I think it's great you found a professional routine that lets your body stay healthy, your mind engaged, and your moods upbeat. You don't need to live with someone who is going to make that difficult for you, but you may need to concede that your health issues may have impacted her life more deeply than you ever realized. Op answer, this is the the one comment that stood out for me. It chimes with some of the things my sis and the lawyer said. I don't think she is a monster, she just did not really know what she was getting into. I can totally see how she thought she was being pressurized into getting married and I'm sure it wasn't for the money. Did she turn out to be someone I don't want to be with yes, was she that person at the time we got married I'd go with no.